Hey y'all, welcome back to Fried Crime and Biscuits. My name is Mara and Kate is MIA for this episode, but we have some very special guests. My friends Raul and Christy from the Random Thoughts podcast are joining me today. I've done a couple episodes with them in the past and they are quite funny. Their friendship is amazing and they just crack me up. I've worked with both of them before and I really hope you guys enjoy them little background. So for today's episode, we're going to be doing some cryptids of Mexico. And Raul actually grew up in Mexico before he moved to the United States. So we're going to see how my research does compared to what he actually experienced as a kid with these cryptids, knowing about them growing up. So we're going to jump right in. Um, Do you guys want to introduce yourselves at all? Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Christy. I'm the special one. And this is Raul, the amazing one. Did you hear those fabulous the, words you used to describe us? Yes, yes, absolutely. I don't know about me being the, what you call me, fabulous one? Yeah. I thought I was the thoughts and you were the random. I mean. From random thoughts. I'm just supposed to sit here and look, look pretty. pretty. Yeah, yeah Raul's like, just She's doing a great job. Pretty. You're doing a great job. Keep Which doing it. Which is odd. Keep it up. nobody sees us. Christy yeah. is that friend, just just so everyone knows, Christy is that friend that everybody loves because she has the laugh. Everybody <laughs> knows the laugh. Everybody loves the laugh. Some people might hate it, but not, I don't give a crap. Not everybody. We love it. Not everybody. <laughs> I think well, it's fabulous. We miss it at work. That's for sure, right? Yeah, it's loud. Yeah. Every time I do it, I feel like I got to back away from yeah. the yeah. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've lots of lots of reasons to laugh this morning yeah. in mm-hmm. our setup. So hopefully right. we don't mess up your podcast. It'll be okay. I don't. I think my listeners are they're they're pretty forgiving about things yeah. because I mean, let's be honest. I still barely know what I'm doing. But <laughs> well, welcome to the club. Same, yeah. Mara. Yeah, same. same. We're just—I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm out here doing it, and that's I, all that I matters. Legit, I legit only know to show up and talk. Yeah, yeah. So she's not lying. I am not lying. <laughs> I set up my own microphone today. Yes, she set up her own microphone. She's getting pretty good at it. We've yeah. been here for like 30 minutes because Raul took forever. He yeah. was trying to record <laughs> without turning the interface on. And yeah, was I, I was—I kept hitting the record button because it's red, thinking it was the power button, <laughs> wondering why the darn thing wouldn't turn on then he took the bat then i took i put batteries in it then (laughs) i took the manual out and i was like well crap i'm hitting the wrong button and then he he got upset because he had to reset the whole thing because you took the batteries i took the batteries out so yeah i had to reset the clock and the date and you know hey it's Saturday morning. What yep. do you expect? This is what happened when when you do an independently produced podcast. There you, you have go. Issues like this. No one knows what goes on behind the scenes, but we're just going to let you know that we're keeping it yep. real here. Yeah, we're keeping it real. Yep. Okay. It's not a fancy studio. No, no. We're, we're actually sitting on on a stage next to some drums. We do have better lights. Today. We have good lighting. We figured out how to turn on the lights. I'm not sure that, uh, you know. That uh, you know they're going to be happy about their uh, power bill, but uh, no, it'll be. Okay. You know, I don't think they're even going to. We're yeah. recording in a George, George shop. is very forgiving. So George loves us. Yeah, let yeah. Mara do her podcast. We are already taking over. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. We're <laughs> already okay. taking over. It's okay. You guys are the guests of honor. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Mara, what do you have for us? Okay, so today the first cryptid that we're going to be talking about which okay so christy when you think about mexican cryptids besides what raul has told you what do you automatically think of i think i don't know what a cryptid is you don't know what a cryptid <laughs> is oh my goodness okay okay you know I, what they are you just don't recognize do the word homework for this 
I specifically said, do I need to do homework? And he said no. Well, it's okay. I'll, I'll teach you, I guess. Thank At you. one point, I thought I wanted to be a teacher, so we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> so cryptids are basically like Bigfoot is a cryptid. Oh, okay. Mothman so like, is a cryptid. Like, we don't call them cryptids. Boogeyman. Boogeyman's a cryptid. Right. Just any any kind of thing. That's folklore. a cryptid. Yes. Yeah, folklore kind of okay. mythical yeah. creature yeah. is a cryptid. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm, what I'm, I... I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm on the same page now. I'm not going to lie. I just learned that today, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all need to listen to some more spooky and true crime podcasts, okay? I just okay? don't think we call them cryptids. Is that, is that like a Mexican? It may not be like a Southern thing. That might yeah, be it could oh, be. I don't even get that excuse because I'm not Southern. Yeah. Well, that's true. She's... Uh, I'm just stupid. You flunked out being a Yankee and you <laughs> it's, it's a, not it's being a, it's Southern a new either. word. <laughs> It's a new word. Word of the day is cryptid. 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 Yeah. Right. I was today I years old when I learned what cryptid meant. <laughs> so, I automatically think of chupacabra. Yes. Yes. Mexican El chupacabras. Yeah. And that's the what I think The goat sucker. Of. And I had never heard of anything Ooh. else. You know, like, like I figured that they had more cryptids, but it wasn't until I met Raul that he started telling me about some of these things. So, I'm like, okay, we need to talk about this on so the podcast. So, did you do some research on chupacabras? I didn't do any specifically on chupacabra. I just basically know, you know, it's kind of like a coyote-looking thing. Like a so, there there was various dog. various descriptions of what it was, but basically what, what people would say is there was, there was, a, there, there was this span of time when people would find dead goats or sheep and they had like uh you know some would say that it had just like uh marks like two bite marks, two bite marks right so yeah. so everybody kept Are saying there not that vampires in mexico why didn't we think that well they 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 named it the chupacabra some guy said he saw it and he described it and so they, they didn't know what to call it but because it was it was sucking the blood out of goats they called it the chupacabra or the goat sucker mm-hmm. right and so that was um, so which one's goat and which one's sucker in the chupacabra? Chupa is suck. Thank you. Cabra is goat. All right. Spanish lesson to yeah. yeah. I did not yeah. know that either. So, that was a good question. Way to go, Christy. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That is that is my uh, that's that, your that's, that's your new that's my contribution. That's your day, contribution. Yep. Chupa. Cabra. Cabra. <laughs> suck the goat. Suck the goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, there's Christy. There's her content. Uh-huh. There's Christy. There's the random. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, you know, and this was primarily, uh, apparently chupacabras liked Mexican goats mm-hmm. or Latin goats or Puerto Rican goats because they were the only ones that were. It's like primarily in the Southwest. In like the I, Southwest. Like probably in like and, New Mexico and Texas. In Texas, bit. in Mexico, some people even in Cuba, in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. would, would. You know, so the chupacabra can swim. So the super chupacabra could swim. Well, Obviously. there might be more than one. Yeah. I don't know. There so it could be more than one. So, but that Somebody was a story. Had to swim or fly. That you know, there was goats dead. People would find them. They would find the, the two bite marks. But you know, at at the end of the day, I don't think anybody. They never found the chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever found it. Yeah. They just urban it just legend. disappeared. It's an That's urban the legend. There you go. Yeah. Urban That's legend. Crypto. Cryptid. Cryptid. Yes. yes. There yeah. you go. Urban yeah. legend. Can you, can you edit that into the beginning of this conversation? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yay, Christy caught up. Look. Hey. It was both of us, right? I didn't know I you know sorry, Mara. Cryptid. So when she said cryptid, has an excuse. He's thinking in two different languages. I'm thinking I was thinking cryptid meant like I can't even think in my own. 
<laughs> yeah. So so I was I was when she said, "Do you know what cryptid is?" I was gonna say, "Does that mean scary?" Because that's that actually that's what I thought it was, but it's not, right? It, it doesn't have to be. Not all of them are scary. Yeah, it's basically just like a mythical creature. Because because there was a like, show on TV. I remember growing up. I think it, it was called Stories from the Crypt. Maybe. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt. Like that. Did yeah. you see crypt, that? That was crypt, like the grave, or like the mm. like you know the burial crypt. That's not the same as this. So that, I think that's where it yeah. comes from, cryptid, right? It, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's, it's kind of uh, the same. Like, it's like related, urban legend mostly. unknown. So I was thinking that same creepy guy myself. He was like yeah. on HBO or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Skeleton guy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. We're ruining her podcast. We are. No, you're not. It's not. This is what people want. I like to have the banter. And I'm like, you guys get to banter back so, and forth so, the whole damn time when you're. So recording. you you know, our, you've be been on our pad stock, right? You you've been on our on our podcast, so you know we have no no. We, they don't even make no like I we have don't to have, have like an itinerary of we, something like we, mentally. We legit like four, three, two. What are we talking about? I don't know. Just go with it. it yeah. Is, so it. so yeah. So sorry. So I know. I know. I know. You probably you have notes thoughts. of what you want to talk about. So I know. I see them, and she hasn't yeah. made it. So then follow them. So if you can see him, then follow him. I'm just going to sit here and look pretty. (laughs) Sit there and look pretty. All right, Mara, sorry. No, it's okay. 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 We're getting, we're getting real now. She regrets this already. No, I do not. It's okay. Next urban legend slash. Okay. So I had never heard of this until Raul talked about it. And it is La Llorona. And so I've done some research on that, and I'm going to read my notes, and then we're going to let Raul pop in and okay. tell like what he grew up with, because I know that you grew up hearing about this story. I think she just told me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you can contribute, but you don't, you've never had a run-in no. with La Llorona. I can't even say that word. La Llorona. Go ahead. Okay, Raul's so, probably so, cringing so, about pronunciations so of things. But. La Llorona basically means, in English, the crier. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, La Llorona originated in Latin American folklore, primarily in Mexico, and she is known as the Weeping Woman. There are lots of different versions of the origin story, but pretty much the most common one that I found starts with a beautiful woman. Supposedly, she was the most beautiful woman in the town. Um, Some sources say that her name was Maria, which is a very stereotypical Hispanic name. But some other ver- versions of it say that her name was Sochil, which is spelled... Sochil, yes. Yeah, X-O-C-H-I-T-L. Which is an Aztec name. Really? Yes. I was wondering where that came from. I had to look up the pronunciation of that. But um, for simplicity's sake, and so that I don't get tongue-tied trying to say Sochil over and over, I'm just going to go with Maria because most yeah. all of the sources say that Or we can call her X. X. <laughs> Lady X. There's a customer at work. Anytime he has to say the word E, he says E is in ecstasy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's an odd choice. Yeah, it's exactly. He'll be like B as in barbiturate. And I'm like, mm. and then one day he got to M and he was like M as in methamphetamine. And he's like, what's another good one? And I would I'm have like, said I'm not saying that out loud. <laughs> I would have said Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> Hey, I said Matthew thirteen ten. Like Mark or Matthew. Yeah. John, John three sixteen. John Get 316. away from me. So, so so sheltered. Exactly. Okay. So as the story goes, Maria marries a rich man that some sources also say was a conquistador. 
Um, Maria and her husband have two children together. Most of them say that they had two sons. Some others just say that they were just children. It's not specified what the gender was. Um, there's also some variations that uh, basically say that some issues came into the couple's marriage. And so it's like some of them say that he was spending less and less time at home. The only time he wasn't home, he didn't pay any attention to his wife and only to the children. Other sources say that she caught him spending time and, like, having an affair with a younger and more beautiful woman. So, or it could be a combination of the two. You know, it had been building up and seeing him with the other woman was kind of the breaking point. So, she just snapped. And in a fit of rage, she drowned both of her children <gasps> in the river out of spite. And then that's, once she kind of... That's kinda, a whole new level of petty. Oh, yeah, yeah. So once she kind of snaps back to reality and realizes what the hell she's done... I would have She, she just, throat. you know, she starts searching everywhere trying to find the children. And basically she got so exhausted she kind of got swept under and drowned herself. But oh whenever she crossed into the afterlife, they would not let her into heaven or whatever it's supposed to be. And they basically sent her back to purgatory on earth to spend the rest of her days searching for either the bodies or the souls of her children that she killed. So so purgatory, you're still like your, your spirit form, right? Yeah, yeah. you're dead so, and you're basically, it's like you didn't finish a task and you have to finish this task before you can get into heaven or hell, whatever you're supposed to go yeah, to. Yeah, so, so the story you're telling is is basically the, the Aztec version, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you mentioned her name, Xochitl, mm -hmm. and then you men mentioned her husband was a conquistador, mm -hmm. which was a Spanish, one of the Spanish... Uh, conquerors kind of, or explorers yeah. that came into Mexico and conquered Mexico and the Aztec culture, right? Mm -hmm. So, Rolls watching as he's realizing he's giving me another history lesson. Well, so, that's why I wanted him to. I'm like, I'd uh, rather do this that way we can learn the real reason. Yeah, like, so, what so that's learned. that's 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 the, the, the story, you know, the original version from mm -hmm. and, it, and it goes back to the Aztec times. Mm -hmm. And exactly what you said is, you know, that happened and you know, out of spite, she drowned her children. Mm -hmm. So, after, basically, whenever she gets sent back into purgatory, this is when she becomes La Llorona, or the Weeping Woman. And, um, the legend says that she floats on or near bodies of water, wearing either a white or black funeral-type gown with a yes. veil. She has very long and flowy black hair, and she's forever weeping and wailing as she searches for her lost children. I've seen some videos, like I looked up videos yes. of like where they, it's supposed to be like La Llorona in the background yeah. weeping. Oh my God, that is the kind of stuff that you see yes. in nightmares. And it is so terrifying. So, Chrissy's over here taking selfies. <laughs> no, I'm, take, I'm videoing you two. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be a see good... face? She's like... <laughs> I'm trying to be a good content <laughs> provider because I'm, I'm obviously... Not going to be much of a Why podcast not? provider yes, content you, today. You, you, I'm sure you have questions, right? So feel I, free to I, jump I, in. I'm on this one. I feel like, like, yeah, I'm good on this one. I feel like she's a character in a Harry Potter movie, but I know that's not where we want this to go. Yes. You know, but actually. She's, she's the uh, uh, the great lady. No, uh, Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. She there you go. Kinda. See, See? this is what happens. See? She has so, a serious podcast, and I take it to Harry Potter. So wait, I'm no, no, trying no, to no, 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 no. There's a connection. There just, is a connection, just, just not wait. necessarily just to La Llorona, yeah. but the second crypto that we're going to be discussing, El Cucuy, is supposed to be kind of like the uh, shit. What is that thing called in Harry Potter? The thing that they let out of the closet, and it takes the the form of whatever you're most afraid of. <gasps> oh, it's supposed to be kind the, of like a like shape shifter the like that. Boogie. 
what is that? The boogeyman? Bobbert. The Bobbert. Bobbert, yeah. Yeah. So don't test me on my Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, I may not know anything about this. But I mean, I you were about Harry to Google Potter. it. I was. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. But Just stay, you got to stay. Make sure you stay close Mar to your mic. Mar and I are on the same page. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength okay. on this one. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to not laugh too loud into the mic. It's right. okay. We love your laugh. Yeah. Well, There's nothing to be it's a serious embarrassing. It's comedic relief. It's comedic lady. relief. Yeah. Lady while I take pictures. Okay. So, Lyorona's weeping and wailing became like a curse of the night, and a lot of people became very, very afraid to go out, especially after dark. And if they go out after dark, especially um, near bodies of water. So, um, children are warned not to go out at night because Lyurana may take them, you know, mistake them for her children. Once she realizes they're not her children, she's going to be angry and drown them in the river. Exactly. So, oh, I didn't even think that way. So, okay. So let's talk about, so, so we're going to talk about, um, La Llorona, right? Mm -hmm. So keep in mind, I grew up. bad that I keep thinking my Sharona. I I grew up, my Sharona. My Sharona. I actually know that one. (laughs) The uh, <laughs> so 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 growing up as a little boy, we had what, what will be called the triple threat. All right, ready. La Llorona, mm-hmm. el Cucuy, mm-hmm. and el Robachicos. What about the chancla? Well, yeah, and the chancla was the chancla was actually real. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a mythical creature. Yeah, That's it, your it mama, was, and she's gonna whoop your ass. The chancla was actually real, but. But we call it with the triple threat because those were the threats our parents would use mm-hmm. to keep us in line, mm-hmm. right? To make you behave. So at night, if we were out at night outside getting in trouble, mm-hmm. doing what we're not supposed to do, La Llorona was going to get us, mm-hmm. right? Inside, if we're being bad indoors, it was El Cucuy or mm-hmm. the Boogeyman, mm-hmm. right? And then during the day, if we were bad... Mm-hmm. El Robachicos would get us, mm-hmm. which which translates to the kidnapper. Kidnapper, right? Like so so that's how they kept us in line, <laughs> right? My parents invited that one over. You know, uh, the kidnapper. <laughs> as long as you were indoors, La Llorona couldn't get you, mm-hmm. right? She could only get you when you're outside. Yeah. As long as you were outside, the boogeyman couldn't get you, but he could get you indoors. Yeah. Right, and the Robachicos could only get you during the day. Yeah. Right. So that's that that's that's what the Mexican moms created. To make their children to behave. make their children behave, yeah. right? So, I mean, I kind of get it because you make you tell some pretty strange yeah, some of the, stories. Some of the things about, that you like, talked about: two-year-olds just wandering the neighborhood freely to eat goat poo and <laughs> and wandering off and wandering off to you know to the, the, dump? the water. Yeah, the dump, the dump. There's the dump stories as mm-hmm. small children, or the water with the medicine in it. Yeah. Listen, um, y'all, if y'all want to understand these references, you've got to listen to Raul and Christie's podcast catalog. They've got so, like, what, 30 something 32 episodes? 32 episodes. And Raul talks all the time about growing up in Mexico, and it is my favorite thing to listen to. Because <laughs> it's like, I relate to some of the things, but some of the other things, I'm like, my God, how are you still alive? How did you, how did you and your sisters survive? Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah, so I totally get why these Mexican mothers needed to put the fear into you all, because. Yeah. Clearly didn't listen to I, anybody. You know, yeah, the fear of God didn't work. So they See, had to come up with La Llorona, El Cucuy, and El Robachicos. The majority of the time, me and growing the up, the fear of God did work. Because yeah. I'm not, there's only two things I'm scared of in this world. And that is my mother and the Lord himself. 
<laughs> but one of the other things that I heard all the time growing up, and she's going to kill me for saying this, is anytime that I would wander off or whatever, she mm. would be like, you better not do this or I'm going to find your head in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, the Lord she did, started threatening the, me yeah, with that the, since the, I was like five you know, years my, old. My mom probably would have put my head in the ditch. Yeah. Then so. she wonders why I didn't. You know why I um, become obsessed with serial killers to, and things like that. If I, yeah, if I had to think about what I was truly like terrified of, I, it's not my mother. It's not, yeah. What I was don't it? Know. I don't know. I, I guess for me, it would be something happening to one of the boys. Yeah. But I always have like the but as a kid, like the psycho fear, like you know yeah. when you're in the shower. Yeah. And it's like you always. What was that? Yeah. Is there somebody in the house? You're just yeah. afraid something's going to happen and you're going to be naked. Yes. <laughs> naked and afraid. <laughs> Christy would die. Our next episode, like, Christy in, like, in, uh, is going to be part of Naked and Afraid. Oh, my God. Or Afraid, anyway. or, you or know, afraid to be Naked. Like, if you have to be. <laughs> and, then we'll, and then we'll talk about her sad dating life. Um, we get, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be found naked anywhere. That's awful. So back to La Llorona. <laughs> There's no good way to segue out of that, but yeah. we're just going to go with it. When she got, well, hey. Yeah, there's yeah. that. <laughs> That's Christy for you. <laughs> okay. So, the legend does vary some. Some say that La Llorona will take men, women, children, basically whoever's foolish enough to get close enough for her to snatch them up. Others say that she only takes children. Uh, she's been seen along many creeks and rivers in the Southwest and has become a part of Hispanic culture everywhere. Another part of the legend says that those who mistreat their families will see her and she will teach them a lesson. Yes. And there's a movie. Actually, there was a, a movie made. And it actually was in the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a few years I've got some ago. listed. I've not seen any of them, but I saw that there were several different movies. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's an actual her. movie, La Llorona, that actually made it to, to the big screen. Yeah. And I believe there was a big uproar from the Hispanic community because... The actress that portrayed La Llorona was white. Oh, that's not. Um, like so, that. so that's why there was a big. If you're gonna do a Hispanic issue about that, or, you know, any but there is there is a, uh, a, a, a actual movie about that. Yeah, I think it came out somewhere in 2016, 2017. I could be wrong. One of them, I think. We got our, our Googler over here, no. Christy, my fact I can't checker. Even spell this word, La Llorona. It's LA. spelled just like it sounds in Spanish. L A. And then. <laughs> The first, the first, the first word is L A, and then the second word is double O, O R, O N A. Double O. No, double L. O R O N A. This is what I provide to the podcast. Mm-hmm. She's my fact checker. She's got fast fingers. I mean, she types that thing, and before I even finish saying, she's already got it up on her screen. Well, it was released in 2019. Okay, so. Okay, it so it's not that old. It's 123 million movies, Doll- or dollars. dollars. It says The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. yeah. Who played, who was the actors? Well, now you're getting into details I don't have. So you had Linda Cardellini, Patricia Velasquez, Raymond Cruz, Marisol Ramirez, Roman Cristal. That might not be the one that, that you're thinking of. It might have been it, a different one not, before that. Yeah, one. it might be a different one, but that's the most current one, I believe. It has a very mm-hmm. scary trailer picture yeah she's very terrifying i know why yeah. i haven't seen this yeah 
It, it, got, it got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so maybe that's something I, I'm going to have to look up and I need watch. To watch. I must it. have been I'm not a scary good. movie person, but yeah. I might have to watch it. Um, my Evan loves scary movies. Yeah, I there you go. Watch, watch that. So I've actually got a story oh, it. That means I lost of like someone that had an experience okay. with La Llorona that I got. I got this from one of the websites that I was using as a source. Um, so basically, there's a story of a boy named Epifanio Garcia who often argued with his mother and father. Um, and after a very heated argument, Epifanio and his brothers Carlos and Augustine decided basically they were going to run away from home. So they packed up like a horse and like a wagon or you yeah. know, something like that. And um, they were riding, you know, away from home. Story goes that the boys had a visit with a tall woman wearing all black. Basically, two of the boys were riding in the front. I assume either one was on the horse or in the back. And this woman figure that's in all black literally just appeared in between the two boys that were on the front seat and um she was completely silent she didn't say anything and it wasn't until epifanio turned the horses around and started heading back to the house that she finally spoke and which this has been translated basically said i will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother and then she just disappeared yeah so they got kind of lucky with that one because she yeah. didn't try to kill him, but she was giving him a warning. A but warning. it's one of those that you know, if I have to come back, I get him in line. Lucky. Yeah, a Yorona. I need one of those to come. Visit yeah, you need to come visit your house, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is another Did you one argue with me? that I've got. I got it from the legendsofamerica.com website, which I'm going to list in my show notes. Uh, the source. Do we have show notes on our role? You do, but you don't use sources because you just talk about random yeah. shit. You know, yeah. you're okay, not good. using other people's work. I am, so I gotta make sure I give credit. <laughs> She's so smart. Right? Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She does her research. Yeah, I have does. a lot I of research. I can see it all here. Yeah. So I'm gonna read this one word for word based off of um, this person that had this experience. I believe she was around 12 when it happened. Um, it says. My story of La Llorona takes place in Mexico. When I was eight years old, my abuelita or grandma told me to go to the store to buy some soda. This was during the evening as we were getting ready to eat supper. My brother and I left for the store, and along the way we heard wailing but didn't pay that much attention to it. However, as we continued on, we saw a young woman walking towards us. All of a sudden, my brother started to cry, and the woman ran towards him, acting as if she was going to get him, like snatch him up, basically. Uh, When we saw that she was floating instead of walking, we began to run back to the house and they told their grandmother and the mom what had happened. And she said they just locked the door and started to pray to God to make La Llorona go away. Yeah. Like I said, La Llorona would get you outdoors. And, you know, once we were indoors, we felt we were safe. Those Mm -hmm. were that that was our safe space. Right. Yeah. Once you once you made it indoors, you were good. La Llorona couldn't get you. At least that's what we as kids growing up. Yeah, right. What you, what you were under the understanding of. Once you once you moved to the U.S., did they continue to use that threat? Like, could they still have? Yes, actually, have yes. There, there Arizona? is, there is. Um, you know, you, you have that the, the version of La Llorona mm-hmm. that you 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 you're talking about. That's that's the Mexico version, right? Yeah. That's that's what most Mexico. Um, the legend that they know. Too. I just went with the Mexican. Now, 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 there's a, there's a version that was. Uh, because that 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 version comes from, you know, back in the in the Aztec days, mm-hmm. you know, back back when when the Aztec Empire was where Mexico City is, which is in, in southern Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. So in northern Mexico, where I grew up, the legend was a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? 
it was more current. It wasn't based on the Aztec culture. It was more current to. It's like they adapted it. Yeah, to fit yeah, more and so then and then as you as you go in, across the border into Me- into New Mexico, Texas, mm-hmm. California, Arizona, where there's a, a lot of Hispanic communities, then then the legend kind of varies even varies more. a little bit more. Yeah. So my next bullet point actually was talking about how much it has traveled up. It says. Um, La Llorona has been heard at night wailing by rivers by many people. Her movements have been traced throughout the southwest and go as far north as Montana on the banks of the Yellowstone River. Um, The Hispanic people believe that the weeping woman will always be following the rivers looking for her children. And for this reason, that's why the legend of La Llorona has been... And the fear of going out at night, you know, especially near bodies of water, that's why it's been passed down for generation to generation. Yeah. So, and, and, and I guess I missed this when we first started talking about her because I was probably videoing, but... So, like, when she drowned her kids, they just got swept down the river and nobody Basically. ever found them? Yeah. Nobody found them. I mean, that's, she drowned them. Yeah, that's how the legend's supposed yeah. to go. And it kind of, it varies saying, you know, that she's either looking for their lost souls because it's like yeah. they were kind of put into purgatory, well, too. we know or where they, they are. Were, yeah. She's looking for their bodies. Yeah. So, so, so a quick, quick thing here is... So, you know, I grew up on a farm for a few years, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you know, there was irrigation canals. Yeah. There was the Colorado River. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> and it was funny because sometimes we would hear coyotes and, and, and you would hear them way in the far, right? So, it's it kind of like a muted coyote. Mm-hmm. And we would say it was La Llorona because mm-hmm. it, you, you heard it towards the river, mm-hmm. right? Because we were about half a mile, three quarters of a mile away from the river, from mm-hmm. the actual river. So, you know, when you heard coyotes out in the river, it was it was more faint. And we would we would run inside saying it was it was La Llorona. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talked about one of our old family friends, Angel, um, in one of our podcasts, and he his job, he 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 was an irrigator. Mm-hmm. Right? So basically what that meant is when they irrigated the fields, because in Arizona, you have to use irrigation, so so they did flood irrigation. So you have to flood the fields to irrigate the crops. So, you know, his job was to make sure everything got irrigated evenly, mm-hmm. and he would open and close the gates mm-hmm. for the water flow, and then he would also walk around the fields, making sure that one of the levees didn't break yeah. and the water came out of the field so mm-hmm. he would he would do it during the day and then he would do it at night at night and, yeah. and and he would tell us stories now were they real or not or he was just telling us to just to scare us but he would tell us about here in la llorona at night mm-hmm. because he would spend the nights outside yeah. you know near um, bodies of water near bodies of water irrigating the fields and most yeah. of the time you know he was out sleeping in his car yeah. right so a lot of the videos that I saw, like, some people are like, it's obviously just coyotes, but it's, like, something about the way that it, like, I don't know if the sound gets picked up and carried by the wind, but it just, yeah. like, twists into this. And it's one of those that you can't tell what direction it's coming from, basically. Like, you can't tell if it's in front of you or behind you, and it's, like, it could be very far away or very close. Yeah. It's, like, you don't know, and that's what's so freaking scary about it. I'm, like, if yeah. I ever hear this, and, I'm going to cry. Yeah, and then some people would say that, well, that you, she would actually... It, but now I will. That she would actually also you would hear her say, "I mis hijos," yeah, I'll, which meant "Oh my children," "Oh my children," right? Yeah. So, um, so the um, 
there's some other movies that I wrote down in my notes that she had been inspiration for. Uh, there's a 1935 film called La Llorona. There's a 1963 horror film called The Curse of the Crying Woman, which has been horribly translated yes. into English. And then the 2019 film that we were talking about earlier, that's The Curse of La Llorona. I basically think that it's like, it kind of started as just a story to tell children not to wander off after dark and especially not to wander near bodies of water. It's, it's like, you know, because the children drowned and she's going to drown you. So it's basically saying if you go near bodies of water, you're going to drown and be killed by La Llorona. Yes. So it's like a cautionary tale. It's a I cautionary think. tale, but, you know, some, some historians will tell you that, you know, that story that you told is actually true about... Yeah, that, you she, know, actually that she actually drowned that. her Which children out of spy, of, but then how it progressed into a lot of um, the cryptid tale. That's, things like that's, that, they, they start out with something that was a real story, yes. and then they're like, we want to make sure this doesn't happen again. So then they'll make it into a tale like yes. that. So I think that, that might be one of these. Like, you can probably find, which one of the things was saying something about talking about the crying woman or something. It was dated back all the way to, like, the 1500s. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah, so because La Llorona, been, I mean, the Aztecs were back in, in you know, be, before Christopher Columbus, right? Yeah. Some some in, in that do era. Me, do you want me to Google it? Uh, you know, because the Aztec Empire has been, you know, has been around, you know, BC, right? Yeah. Long, Before long Christ, time. a long, long time. The Aztec Empire was founded in 1428, it says. Oh, 1428 AD? I mean, if it's not BC, then... Although this says the Aztec Empire, uh, 1345 to 1521. Hmm. Probably varies depending yeah, on where you Yeah, it look. varies. Well, it, it, it just depends on, you know, if they're talking about... When it was actually discovered by the Europeans, right? Yeah. But they existed long before the oh. Europeans discovered them. Mm-hmm. That's also true. So the second cryptid that we're going to talk about, which we mentioned briefly earlier, was El Cucuy or El Cuco. El Cuco. Uh, which is basically a mythical ghost monster that's pretty much the equivalent to the boogeyman. The boogeyman. That's kind of what we would have grown up knowing it as, is the boogeyman. So, El Cucuy is a monster that will come into the house of disobedient children and make them disappear. God, these Mexican mothers had it all figured out. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Kids are scared to do anything. Yeah. So, in Spain... And we still got in trouble. Mm-hmm. In Spain, That's Portugal, when the chancla came in. <laughs> when, when all else fails, got the chancla. Yeah, when all else fails, the chancla. So, in Spain, Portugal, and Latin America, parents will invoke... El Cucuy as a way of discouraging children from misbehaving. They sing lullabies and say rhymes, warning their children. They sing sweet songs about scary monsters. Yeah, I found some and I was going to put them in here, but I know yeah. I was not going to be able to I can sing it to you in Spanish. It. Sing it. Let's do it. Let me see. I'm trying to remember. I think it went like, Duermete mi niño, duermete mi ya. Si no viene el cucu y te llevará. So, like, so, the cuckoo, it'll so, so alive. basically in English, it translates like, go to sleep now, go to sleep now, child of mine. If you don't, the boogeyman will come and get you. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that was a lullaby. Yeah. Literally. That, that, yeah. That, that put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, that's exactly. And so. El Cucuy is known as a child eater and a kidnapper. It'll immediately devour the children and leave no trace behind. And it only takes disobedient yes. children. Yes. It only takes the bad so kids. So, yeah. I just watched a 
10 episode series on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's called The Outsider. Uh, and it's about El Cucuy really? or the Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Jason Bateman is in there, and then Ooh, I can't remember I who the other actors are, but you know, if if if, if you want to watch that, watch that, see some more about and it. see some more about it. it, it's called The Outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, when I started watching it, I was like, "What is this about?" But then it, it evolved into a, a story about the Boogeyman and how it it would go after children and how it would take the form of other people mm-hmm. so it, it's it's an interesting it, it, it's kind of like a like a crime Cent- like i get what you're saying it's kind of centered around crime but also yeah. around the the myth the, the myth yeah yeah the yeah so one of my things that differs from what you were taught in my notes my what my research i found El Kukui is always watching for misbehaving children and follows them on rooftops and blends in the shadows. But most of the time, it, it's it's like it'll hide in their bedroom and, like, yeah. you know, in their closet under their bed. And it's like it blends in with the shadows. But my the source that I saw said that they follow them on rooftops, which yeah. we were told that it was just inside in, the inside. house. And that was probably just to make us misbehaving, you know, behave inside the house, yeah. right? Yeah. Because if you go outside, the crying woman's going to get yeah. you. Yeah. Inside, inside El Kukui. So, it basically represents, like, the opposite of a guardian angel, and it's more closely related <laughs> to the devil himself. Yes. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, he's guarding you because he's going to take you. Yeah. Right? There, there aren't really any descriptions of what El Kukui looks like. A lot of legends say that it is a shapeshifter that basically takes the form of whatever it is you fear the most, which goes back to the boggart that we were talking about from Harry Potter. It goes back to Christy being found dead naked, so. Yeah, naked and afraid. <laughs> Sometimes it's described as a shapeless figure or a hairy monster. Knock on wood. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> that hides How about in... you just don't want to find me dead? Yeah. Yeah. At all. Period. Yeah. Much less. Especially not yes. naked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it hides in closets and under beds. Various physical representations that have been used to describe the creature are, you know, it has sharp teeth, red eyes, bat-like ears, massive claws. It's either massive in size or very troll-like and shapeless. Yes, and there's 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 a movie. I was going to say, I've seen this movie because I can see the red eyes and the bat ears. Yeah, there, there's a movie called El Cucuy, I believe. I don't think that's the I saw it. Um, Maybe I saw one where it's like the boogeyman based on. Yeah, like but they, they, I, I believe there's a movie actually called El Cucuy. Um, it's not that old either. It's in pretty recent. Really? Uh, maybe somewhere around it. 2016. Am I 20... supposed to be looking this up? Yeah. We got I spelled Cucuy wrong. C U C U Y. Yeah. Um. So some other versions of the legend say that El Cucuy or Puka. The Boogeyman. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, that it's a humanoid female alligator. Of course, it's kind of a like female. A, of course, like a it humanoid is. dragon. But that was more because females are terrifying. Yeah. All, the, all the best scary yes, creatures are, are female. Women, aren't they? Yes, the Exorcist. She still scares the shit out of me. You know, I've never she seen that. Thirty something years later, that was the devil taking her over. It but it was a girl. Her. Why didn't they choose a, a, a boy? They choose a girl because you know. Women are terrifying, man. Because the man would have probably killed himself because women are stronger. Yeah. 
pound it. Okay. <laughs> that was. <laughs> of course, I, I, I was going to go, because uh, women are more emotionally open to things. <laughs> that works too. Sure. Yeah. We'll I like her sure, evil. Men can't handle the pain. Yeah. Sure. They will. Come on. Uh-huh. Men can't handle the pain. Try to take over my emotions, dude. Come on. Back tomorrow. Right? <laughs> okay. So. Latinos over countless generations have heard the legend about El Cucuy, but most of them just leave it at that as a legend. Yeah. That is until they have some type of an experience themselves, which is what I'm going to talk about next. Oh, I'm not going to like this part. So this is from the scaryforkids.com website. There's a website to scare children? Yes. It's just called Scary for Kids. I don't know. And it had a lot of information about El Cucuy. El Cucuy. Man, I have missed so many opportunities. El Cucuy is going to get you. I have missed so many opportunities. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I'm going to read. Too late now. They're old. They they ain't going to believe you anymore. They're not scared of me anymore. Yeah. No. I'm going to read directly from this quote that I got from this website. So it says, I grew up in a small town in Mexico. My mother used to tell me ghost stories when I was a child, but none of them scared me as much as El Cucuy. One day, I was angry, and I cursed at my mother. She got very quiet, and she looked at me with fury burning in her eyes. Slowly and calmly, she said, oh, God, I can't say this in Spanish. I'm going to say what it means in English because it's right next to it. El Cucuy is going to scratch your feet tonight, is basically Ew. what it translates to. Man, Say it in Spanish. A, me? El Cucuy te va a raspar los pies yes, there you go. en la noche. El Cucuy te va a raspar los pies en la noche. Okay. Isn't it pretty when he says? Yeah, he's much better than mine. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, El like, don't threaten to scratch my eyes out. Los pies en la threaten noche. to scratch my feet at night. That's <laughs> The three years of Spanish I had in high school pay off a little bit because I can pronounce La Llorona and that's it. <laughs> I took, like an idiot, I took French. Oh, my God. I took French, like, too. What was the... Po- I couldn't take Spanish. Of I mean, course I mean, he did. You know, you were I take French. Cool. Ooh, what- la, la. Je m'appelle Christy. That's all I remember. Je m'appelle Raul. So yeah, you, you, t- you told me something's going to scratch my feet. Saying it all creepy was right. So because it says something about the way she said it really scared me. It says that night I went to bed and it took me nearly two hours to fall asleep. The next morning when I woke up, I got out of bed and I noticed that my feet were sore. I uh-huh. looked down and saw that both of my feet had long red scratches oh, on them. No, no, no. It truly terrified me because I didn't know if El Cucuy was real or if my mother was so crazy that she scratched my feet at night while I was sleeping to it, teach me a lesson. Either one of those thoughts yeah. is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter which one, but both are terrifying. Those are, those are both bad. Yeah. 100% my mom would scratch my feet like that. That woman is ruthless. Oh. <laughs> See, I would not. Well, I, I mean, I would touch my teen. My teenager's feet today, but as babies, as little kids, that was yeah. Like the, it was the you would bite them and soft feet. bite them. Yeah, what would you bite you? Your, their little toes and no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might kiss them and like yeah. love up on them, but no, I didn't bite them. You <laughs> act like just like playing, like play by like, like, play, like uh, no, no, you didn't do that to your little kids. No, no. maybe that's a girl dad thing. My yeah. dad yeah. used to do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I I think I I think most of the in these scenarios, the the you know uncommon denominator yeah. is yeah. me. Yeah, I would get the bottom. I would get the bottom of the feet and then put my lips like, against it. Like, like, 
like That's that. I, I look yeah. at my mom Chewing. differently because I'm like, why do I relate so much to Roel? Like, you raised me like a Mexican woman, and we're not even Hispanic <laughs> yeah. in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's what I used to do with the girl. I would like nibble on their yeah. feet or yep. on their baby, arms and baby stuff. Feet and, are the sweetest. And, how could you? Know. How could you threaten to scratch them? Well, yeah. This girl was no, probably we like twelve yeah. or thirteen. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I was looking on. I was trying to find some stories about El Cucoy on Reddit, and so I typed in El Cucoy, and it starts pulling up all this shit about MMA, and I was like, what the heck is? What does MMA like the fighting, like the yeah. fighting? have to do with anything? Apparently, there's a Hispanic wrestler yeah. or like MMA fighter yeah. that is named. El his Kukui. nickname is El Cucuy. El Cucuy. Does he so, go after their feet? I have Probably. no idea. <laughs> Scratches their feet. <laughs> 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 That's just gross. <laughs> Maybe he licks their feet. <laughs> is, what's worse, getting your ear bitten off or your, or your feet, feet licked? Yeah, while your feet you're licked. In a fight? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it tickles their feet. Heck no. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Here we I give up. I give up. <laughs> I tap out. He's tickling my feet. <laughs> we're, we're killing it on this podcast. She's like, I can't take it anymore. I would, I, I would, Uncle Dunn. So tap I out whatever a, I have to do. I have a question, Raul. I remember in one of your episodes, I think it was the one where you were talking about growing up Catholic. Something to do with you falling asleep on a bench and waking up being afraid that La Llorona was going to kill you. Another one of the stories yeah. where nobody nobody seems to wonder where the child is <laughs> in Mexico. I wanted you to tell that. my trafficking is an issue because people are just like, ah, he'll figure it out. He's yeah, fine. Yeah, he'll figure he'll it out. He'll find his way, way home. home. Yeah. Just let, him take, just let him take a nap on the cold bench alone yeah. and wake up. With no yeah, one I mean, if he can walk through the dump dragging a dead dog, I'm sure he can find his way home, right? <laughs> Out of context, people are going to be so confused about that. We've already taken this so off trail. Yeah. Okay. You can edit us out. No, no, I'm going to keep it all in there. This is what we do, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah. this isn't our podcast. This is Mara. Yeah. It's fun. Anyway, go back to the story that she's yeah, trying to Yeah, so in Kukui. Or um, the one where you fell asleep. I don't know. I just remember you saying something about like you fell asleep and you woke up and you were terrified. Like, La oh yeah, I mean, you, I, you know, I woke up. You know, it was it was during uh, Easter, and they were showing a the, a movie. I believe it was you know related to the Passion of the Christ at the church courtyard. And then when the movie was over, you know, everybody left, and there was a park you know in front of the church. Yeah. So, you know, it was a big group, right? Us and family, friends. So, you know, everybody before they they went their separate ways in their cars, you know, they stopped and talked a bit, little bit. I mean, I was tired, so there was a bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I decided to lay on the bench, you know, and just lay down. And I, I, I guess I, well, not guess, I, I fell asleep yeah. on the bench. And, you know. It's, it's kind of like Home Alone. Yeah, kind of Home Alone. Where <laughs> Mexico Alone, right? <laughs> so, you know, I woke up. You know, you know, I'm, I can't remember how old I was. I had to have been at least six because mm-hmm. we were already living in the States. We had just moved to the States mm-hmm. and I woke up and, you know, you, you wake up. You're like, there's nobody there. You're in the middle of the park, you know, and, and, and you look around and. Yeah, I was like, so, you know, and I woke up. So, I mean, obviously the first instinct, I mean, it's at night. Yeah. Right. So the first instinct is, you know, 
La Llorona is going to get you or, or whatever because first instinct is to cry. Yeah. Yeah. So so the second instinct is to start crying, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you're you're. I mean, you, fear takes over and you're like, oh oh crap, La Llorona is going to get me out here somewhere. And I'm in the middle, of, you know, out here by myself. Yeah. But I'm, but fortunately, there was there was two couples that you know heard me crying. Strangers. They're probably they're, yeah, Strangers, probably when they heard your mother. Probably when they heard me cry, they're like, "Oh shit, La Llorona!" <laughs> <laughs> but then they got closer. Said, "Oh no, it's a it's a little boy who's <laughs> scared of La Llorona." <laughs> yeah, let's take him before La Llorona takes him. Right. So yeah, yeah so that's basically you know what happened. So you, you also know? hitchhike. Eventually, I, I you know home. they 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 took As me home. Six year old. As a six year old with so four strangers. I yeah. actually have a story. Of the one and only time that I hitchhiked, and I, I believe have, I was six or seven I have never hitchhiked. Am I the only? Uh, yes. listen, of course listen. I haven't. We all yeah. know that. My too. mother. So everyone wondered. So my parents got divorced when I was in, I don't know, like first or second grade. I was pretty young. And so we would go back and forth between my mom and my dad's house and then also my grandparents' house because both of my parents were working parents. So I rode the bus one day and I got off at my Nana's house, which my brother wasn't even in school yet. So I had to have been in first or second grade because he didn't start until I was in fourth. And um, so I got off the bus and no one's at my Nana's house. The car's gone. The door's locked. So I'm like, well, I'll wait just a little bit. Maybe they'll be here. That's so when I the went bus and, just like, you know, yeah, just out the door. Yeah, and just, they, they just left. Yeah. And so I went and I got the mail and I sat it on the porch and I waited and waited and waited. And, you know, I got off the bus at, like, 3.15. By, like, 6 o'clock, I mean, it was already dark outside. And I was panicking. So I was like, okay, I'm going to walk to my mom's house. So I How leave. far was mom's house? Mm, probably at least a 15-minute drive. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in my brain, I thought it was a good it's idea to walk. It's only going to take yeah. me 15 minutes. I yeah. can walk really fast. Yeah, so, so that's, what, at least a good 10 miles? Yeah. It's got to be more than that. More probably than that. 10 or 15 miles, yeah. yeah. And, um, so I decide I'm going to walk. And so I start, I take off walking and I make it up the hill from my grandmother's house and I'm walking and this car pulls up behind me and it's this guy and which he's like, now that I look back at the picture, he's one of those like, offering, almost one of the offering candy to the no, little girl. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was like one of the emo kids that a lot of other kids would have been like, no. And I'm like, Hey dude, what's up? You know? <laughs> It was one of those, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so this was also the first time I ever heard the word fiance be used because he's like, Hi, my name is so and so, and this is my fiance. And I'm like, What the heck is it? I'm like, You just made that up. It was one of those uh, goth, right? Back (laughs) then it was goth. Yeah. What do you think of my sweet perfume on this rag? Exactly. So what I didn't know is that this boy actually knew me and recognized me because he was my, his grandmother lived on the road behind my grandmother. So he had actually ridden the bus with me before, but he had just turned 16 and started driving. So he knew who I was. And he's like, hey, where are you going? You know, do you need me to give you a ride? And I was like, that would be so great. Thank you. So I get in the car with this kid. Stranger danger. Exactly. And so I get in the car. El Robachicos. Exactly. (laughs) So we go by my dad and my stepmom's house. No one's home because I wasn't supposed to be at their house that day. They weren't expecting me to be there. Then we go by my mom's house. No one's there either. And I'm like, great. So then by that point, I'm like, well, can you take me to my godmother's house? Which is not far from my actual dad's house. But we went to my stepmom's house first. And so they took me to my godmother's house. And she's like, I walk in and... I'm with him, and she's like, Cody, what are you doing with what? And he's like, well, she was walking, and I picked her up. And she's like, oh, my God. 
So she calls my mom. <laughs> Stranger danger. Exactly. And I still remember the look on my mother's face when she came in. I mean, it was just like a, you know, she's like, where is she? Where is she? That feeling of realizing yeah. that you don't know where your kids and are. And see what I didn't know. That, it like, was you, probably. Like, there's a part of the day that yeah. you didn't know where it's like. It's it's terrifying, but yeah. it's also like this horrible guilt of oh my god, I didn't know where my kids were today. Yeah, yeah. And what I didn't know, I only missed her by like ten or fifteen minutes. Like within you ten were or there fifteen for minutes, three hours. I know, but she didn't know it was that a, my it was grandparents a, a three had hour. What they call it a, a, a three hour three hour tour tour yeah. basically. <laughs> and so she worked in Fort Payne, and this is all the way in Ider. Did and Grandma so, not know you were coming that day? No. Nana, like, it I'm was sorry. like, they thought that Dad was, it was like a miscommunication. Someone thought Dad was getting me, Dad thought Nana was getting me, Mom also thought Nana was getting me, and none of that happened. And so, Mom ended up finding me, and so that's the story of how I ended up, which, you know, that was in like 2006, Taking 2007. with a strange boy. The, yeah. first, the first ride with yeah. a strange boy. That's how I ended up with a cell phone <laughs> in the second grade. I'm like, my When kids, I was in second grade, we didn't even have cordless phones, much less cell phones. <laughs> Do you have a rotary phone, Christy? Yeah. Thank, I did. Yes. Thank you yes. for the... Thank you for the reminder. Mara. Someone at work said something the other day. They're like, "You don't even know what a rotary phone is," and I'm like, "My grandmother had one. Thank you. Yeah. She was very yeah. extra." <laughs> my uh, my 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 mom still had one at her house, and my kids. I was like, "Try to call a number." They could not figure, figure it out. out. Yeah, they I remember like, when we got the uh, the push button phone. We were so excited that we didn't have to sit there and go button. and then wait for yeah. it to go. Yeah. So it was just not just. Tuk, 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 tuk. It was that a lot easier. Funny. Having like a forty-five foot cord on my yeah. own, on your so that you could go everywhere. So when I worked at, in college, I worked at the library, the public library in Otter, and um, we didn't have a like a hand. It was like a corded phone, you know, like a regular one that would sit on top of the yeah. thing, and it had like a fifty-foot cord. That way, yeah. you could go all the way from the yeah. front of the library to the back to look yeah. for a book and then come back. But it was you know, just I, super yeah, I long. Rem- I remember. I think it was my sophomore year in college before cord cell phones were a thing and even then it was like you had like 30 minutes you didn't use it unless it was like an absolute emergency kind yeah of thing. it was like if you yeah. die on the side of the road you know which the little phone that i had it was literally like this little it looked like a little alien it was green and it had two little antennas on the top and it had like 11 buttons total i could have four contacts and then the middle button was a red hand for 911 and that yeah was that was the what they call those those uh like an amigo or something is what the phone yeah was called. some of them called them the late was it a ladybug phone or whatever maybe, maybe. some yeah, people yeah. call them the ladybug phone for, I, kids, for, some for kids reason i'm thinking cricket but that's a service yeah now, so. yeah it was ladybug i think but we yeah. got the girls one of those Mara made me yeah feel my age i'm sorry it's okay i've seen a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh, i've well, seen a lot for someone my age everyone's yeah, like oh you have an old soul and i'm like a lot of what i've suffered so much yeah suffrage it's the trauma <laughs> Terrible. How did you survive with that? I have no idea. It's just my sheer willpower to live. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, okay, back. To- <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm done with my notes, so oh, we're, we're we're just chilling right now. Yeah. Anything so. else you guys want to add before I do my closing remarks? I didn't. Um, I didn't. Have so any- so so. I didn't have. Any- okay, maybe it's a Yankee thing. Going back to. I didn't have any. The relationship things. between. La Llorona and and you called her what on Harry Potter? No, it was well, you had the, and the Boggart on Harry Potter. Oh, oh yeah, you're talking Boggart. about Moaning Myrtle. So, Moaning so, Myrtle. But, but Moaning Myrtle was young. She was murdered. She was I a girl, and then and the gray lady was the daughter of 
an old soul, right? Because the gray lady just in the in the final movie, the gray lady. That's not the same as Moaning Myrtle because she she mm-hmm. tells Harry where the uh, where the diagon or the yeah 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 where the crown is yeah. And it was her mother. Because she's the one, yeah, she was, Ravenclaw was her mother. Yeah, so, so it could Ravenclaw be, like, you could relate that to either one of those characters. She might and, have even gotten some kind of, like, some kind of inspiration from, yeah. for Harry Potter from Light Arona. I mean, Except I she was the gray lady in uh, in Harry Potter. She was actually yeah. very shy. She didn't mm-hmm. go looking for bad people. But no. now when she was mad, I mean, it wasn't pretty. Yeah. yeah. But La Llorona actually... Myrtle hung out in the bathroom yeah. and, and, like, made moaning noises. <laughs> uh, I think I know Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> I might have known Moaning Myrtle growing up. <laughs> she was a little bit pervy. <laughs> now, that, now that I think about it, maybe no relation yeah. to Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the Bobber and El Kukui, though, we're like, okay, we'll yeah. let that one slide. Yeah. But... Okay. Anyway, Anything else you no, guys I'm sorry. Add? You better shut me off now, or I'll yeah. take us. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll add 15 more minutes to your podcast. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, so guys, we're going to close this out. We're about to record with Raw. I'm going to record with Raw and That's Christy right. for their podcast. Um, one thing I did want to add is we're still looking for listener stories, which Raul is supposed to be sending so, me his. Yeah, Raul, gonna, we know so what since, it's like since to I'm, want I'm, since we're on the podcast, people to help us. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. Um, a story and and so we recorded originally with you back in December Something. of last year, ago, right? Yeah. So the first time you were on our podcast and we talked about true crime. Yes. So there's a there's there's a a, a true crime story that has always uh, uh that happened in Yuma, yeah. right? And if if you Google it, um. It was it was it was uh, named the La, La Mesa, the La Mesa Street Murders. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this happened in two thousand five. Uh, it was a the murder of a family of uh, five, I believe, two adults, four children, three were boys, one was a little girl. It happened in two thousand five, and. Nobody was uh, um, convicted of the crimes until in 2017, and I can't believe I can't remember the guy's name that was finally convicted of it. I, I think his name was Preston, or his last name was Preston, or yeah. something like that. Hmm. But you know that 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 case, you know, intrigued it intrigued us because actually, I mean, it, it rocked the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it was in 2005. You know, it's like. Oh my God! A family of five was murdered. Yeah. Right. So there was a lot of obviously a lot of hypotheses out there of like theories and theories stuff of, of, of what happened. You know, some people said it was the cartels. Mm-hmm. You know, some people it was said it was you know maybe a a, a, a lover or something. And, yeah. and uh, you know, one of my friends has a car club in Arizona, and you know. One of the guys that was that was part of his car club, well, one of his boys, was actually one of the the, the victims of, of those murders, and you know, and some of those kids went to school with with some of our nephews. So the La Mesa murders, you know, maybe that's something we could see about doing. See yeah. about doing. We could we could all research into it. I mean, yeah. I know a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, but I know I'm not going to do any research. But right? I didn't really. <laughs> 
I really did research it, it, it a lot right. because it, you know, it just, it, you would hear about it. You first heard about it. Yeah. Then after a year, it kind of died off a little bit because they just couldn't figure out yeah, it was like what happened, right? And then it, it, it became a cold case. Yeah. And then throughout the years, you know, they would find a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. And it's not until You're this guy. the story before we get to. Yeah, he's so, like so I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you a, like a brief. Uh, cliff notes, right? Yeah. So of, of what it is. But, you know, that's something that intrigued me because I never really sat down and, and researched the entire thing. It was just bits and pieces that yeah. you would hear. Yeah. That you wouldn't hear anything for five or six years. And all of a sudden, you know, there would be a news story like a about breakthrough in the case, in the case about the La Mesa, the Mesa Street murders. Yeah. So. I need to look into that. That does sound pretty I'll, interesting. I'll try more to come up with something. Well, you can come I've up with something. I've lived a very like a sheltered life. Yeah. Hometown murder, anything. That I don't believe. Every time she says she lives a, a sheltered life, I do not believe that for one Maybe bit. Maybe I just live in oblivion. No. I don't no. know. When she talks about her college life, though, yeah, I'm like, Christy's I'm like, a little feisty. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, eh, you went to college. You, there's no such sheltered life after Mm-mm. or during college, right? I, I had a pretty tame college. Life. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> but anyways, so what we're looking for is um, listener stories. So basically, what Raul was just talking about, someone could send something like that in. You know, like just giving a brief explanation about you know, like here's some links to what I experienced, or you know, like you talked about the La Casa Verde, yeah, the, the greenhouse, the, the greenhouse. ghost in the greenhouse, or whatever. That's the story that I'm wanting you to send because I'm wanting to do just like a compilation of stories from listeners. That way, there's no research involved or anything. It's just telling based off what our research, yeah. like our, our listeners have experienced. It can be true crime. It could be spooky. It can be whatever you want it to be. Anything. Yeah, I have some true crime read. stories too. Oh my God. <laughs> Involving me, but I don't think we um, want to put those out you're there. Never gonna, <laughs> let to, if you're I never going to get to end this. Between. So, me yeah. and you listeners it's probably something to do with him crossing the border illegally yeah <laughs> yes selling guns yes. <laughs> i remember that now oh my gosh i forgot about that okay so anyways send listener stories to us um our email address is fried crime and biscuits at gmail.com we also had some magnets made with our new podcast logo and if you will give us a five-star rating on apple podcast and send us a screenshot of it with your address i will mail you one of our magnets so that's another thing that we're doing um don't really know of anything else that we're that i have for news um but make sure you follow us on social media we have a tiktok fried crime and biscuits um Instagram. oh you have a tiktok i'm not i haven't check that posted out. anything, oh, but, one anything. Video, okay. but i'm gonna start trying to All get right. some videos posted on tiktok um we also have an Instagram at Fried Crime and Biscuits. We've created a Facebook page and a Facebook group. So if anybody has any memes or funny things or articles that they want to share, uh, you can look that up on Facebook. It's just Fried Crime and Biscuits. And then there's the group that's attached to the Facebook page. Um, I think we've got like 290 likes so far what? or something like that. Like, yeah. We've got a lot of likes so far yeah. on Facebook. So we're really trying to get that number boosted up. Um, so if you guys can do that, you know, we're, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. And I think that's all we've got for this week. I've got another episode coming up pretty soon. That's a very intense murder case. That is the one that has stuck with me the most since I've started getting into true crime. And I spent like two months researching it. So I am. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. It, it's a that's lot. That's commitment. Ladies it's a lot. Yes. 
Yes. I, I, I may or may not have to make it into a two-part episode, but we'll see. Oh, that's good, though. Yeah. but um, So we're going to wrap up this one with Random Thoughts, and we're going to record for their podcast. So we will see you guys next time. Yes. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. All right. Sorry. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>